Hello, football fans in Hamilton from coast to coast and around the world. This is the fifth quarter powered by East Case Ford on 900 CHML. My name is Rick Samprin. What a ball game. What a atmosphere that was energetic and then some at Tim Hortons Field as the Hamilton Tiger Cats improved to 2-1 and one with an impressive 31-17 thumping of the visiting Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Over the next hour, we are going to break down tonight's ball game between these two uh, foes, and uh, we are going to, uh, again, celebrate another victory for the Ticats now back-to-back and for the first time since 2016. The Ticats are above 500, sitting 2-1, and one, and lo and behold, in first place in the CFL's East Division. That is a pretty cool to say. And when you look at the division, uh, the way it uh, looks with uh, Toronto and Ricky Ray's injury, and, you know, knock on wood, hopefully he's okay. Montreal is Montreal. That's a rebuilding team. It, it It's looking like this is going to be a two-horse race between the Ticats and and the Ottawa Red Blacks, and I know Toronto's going to want to have their say in that. But without Ricky Ray, I think that's going to be tough. Like to say a hey, special hello to all our fans watching on Facebook Live. Hello once again. Uh, we have uh, comments streaming in already, and uh, thank you, Jen, and uh, for the big hello and a thumbs up to uh, Malena as well. Um, we're going to throw open the lines right now at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You can email me your thoughts on tonight's football game. Rick at 900CHML.com is the email address. Uh, we're all over Twitter at Rick Samprin at AM900CHML. Uh, you're going to vote for your player of the game. You may, at the end of the night, be anointed the fifth quarter fan of the night we also have and this is new this year as well our fifth quarter trivia challenge now we don't have prizes this is just bragging rights this is you on on tuesday because monday's the holiday tuesday going into work going into the office and telling your friends telling your buddies your co-workers your pals that uh, you had the right answer on the fifth quarter uh, trivia challenge so tonight's question is the tie cats beat the Blue Bombers in the final game at Iverwind Stadium back in 2012. That was a pretty good game. What year was Civic Stadium renamed Iverwind Stadium? That's tonight's fifth quarter trivia challenge. What year was Civic Stadium renamed Iverwind Stadium? Was it 1968, 69, 70, or 1971? I thought tonight, Jeremiah Masoli again was the man. As much as we have criticized him in the past, towards the end of last year, and again this season, I think he's been the Ticats' best player from Game 1 through Game 3. And you can throw all 10 games last year. He progressively got better. And I think the June Jones scheme, his offensive system, really plays into the strengths of Jeremiah Masoli. Yes, he had the interception today, but man, oh man, 31 of 41, 369 yards, a TD, and a pick. That's now eight games in a row where Jeremiah Masoli has thrown for 300-plus yards. That's impressive. I don't care what level of football you're playing, that is impressive. 
905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cellular device. Uh, call us up and talk about tonight's football game. I think this was a game where the Ticats, coming off a huge win in Edmonton, I thought, man, they better not have a letdown. I mean, this is the home opener. Let's come out fired up. And the first quarter was, you know, kind of even, Stephen. It was 7-7 after the first period of play. Second quarter, I thought the Ticats played well, took a 16-10 lead into the half. Third quarter, though, holy Mackinac, it was all Ticats. 31-10 after three quarters of play, and the final 31-17 in favor of Hamilton. This was a statement game, not, not only for Jeremiah Masoli. I mean, he's I think he's made his statement, and he did so long ago, probably towards the end of last season. But this was a statement game for a couple of other Ticats, namely Sean Thomas Erlington. 11 carries, 92 yards. He had a couple of highlight reel runs tonight. And just when we all thought that the Ticats were going to lean a little bit more on Mercer Timmis, who had a phenomenal game last week, June Jones says, you know what, we're going to rely on another Canadian. And Thomas Erlington was the man tonight. Time of possession in the Ticats' favor. They threw the rock all over the yard. Great to see Terrence Tolliver get back into the end zone. And it's another Ticats victory tonight. Ticats in sole possession of first place in the East Division at 2-1. Ottawa's 1-1. T.O. and Montreal, both 0-2. Out west, Calgary rules the roost right now at 3-0. BC, 1-0. Edmonton and Saskatchewan both 1-1. Winnipeg, 1-2. Just getting underway, BC's in Edmonton, and tomorrow the Rough Riders will host Montreal. For at least week number three, the Ticats will be in first place in the East Division. And what was the last time we said that? after at least the first couple of weeks of the season. Few and far between. Jake on Twitter, at Rick Samprin, writes, Nice D stand there, referencing towards the end of the game, where the Bombers were making a charge down 31-17. And I'll give you my thoughts on Chris Streveler in a minute. But the Bombers are charging. They just scored a TD to make it 31-17, got the ball back. They were charging again. And the Ticats D got the job done. Uh, Jake also writes, big confidence booster in that 100 symbol. Also on Twitter, uh, Abe, complaint of the game. Uh Uh-oh. We can't be happy, can we? Complaint of the game from Abe. We were in the driver's seat at the end of the third quarter. Manziel should have started the fourth. He needs the reps when we have the game. Uh, I don't know about that. I know, I know it's 31 to 10. I know the Thai Cats were more than comfortable. And I, I know we all want to see Johnny Manziel play in the Canadian Football League. We were really hyped when he got in in the preseason game, and, and rightfully so. I mean, here's a guy who has a lot of talent. He is uber hyped. We want to see this guy play. 31-10 with a quarter to go. 21 points is not insurmountable by any means in the Canadian Football League. We've seen that time and time again. So I don't fault June Jones for keeping Masoli in. A, Masoli's on a roll. This offense is clicking. And yeah, we don't want to see him get hurt, 
And yes, we want to see Manziel not only in the game, but yeah, get some reps and, and get a taste of uh, the live fire of a CFL regular season game. But being the home opener, being one and one, I think just putting the pedal to the metal here on uh, in in this first home game, I think was important. I think it was important for a number of things. And and first and foremost, getting above 500 for this team, especially where it's been. And a year ago, we were on route to an 0 8 start. Uh, getting that home win, getting to 2 and 1, I think was big. And I think the Ticats were going to pull out all the stops to get to that point. So I think there's a time and a place for Johnny Manziel to get in a football game. I think that'll come. I don't think it'll come anytime soon let's not kid ourselves too he's still learning this game and i think still has a long way to go before he self-admittedly would say yes i'm 100 percent confident in uh in in knowing the playbook and and executing more importantly executing the playbook you can know the playbook but if you can't execute it i mean it doesn't mean anything so i get your point abe i'll have to agree to disagree because uh I don't think I don't think this was the time of the place for Johnny Manziel. As for Chris Traveler, I like this guy's moxie. I really do. I like his talent for a 23-year-old, a guy who's coming right out of the NCAA. Uh, I think he's played a phenomenal first trio of games. Yeah, he has a losing record, and it's not all, all him. He's he's had a pretty good start to his career. I like his moxie. However, trash talking Simone Lawrence in the fourth quarter when you're down 14. After getting a first down or being close to a first down run, did not make any sense. But again, I like that spirit. I like that fire in his belly. There's no doubt about it. It's great to see. And I think he's going to be a good character, if I can say it that way, in the Canadian Football League. My player of the game tonight, uh, no doubt about it. I'd like I'd like to give it to Sean Thomas Erlington. I really would. But to me, I'm just writing his name down. Jeremiah Masoli, 369 through the air. He had command of the huddle. Uh, if you were watching the game on TV, they had the live mic thing going. He's just so calm and cool and uh, in charge. And uh, it was almost the exact, not the exact opposite, but Chris Streveler was really that rah-rah guy. Uh, you know, try to motivate his guys, you know, calling out the plays, hollering. And and Masoli was just calm and cool. He would call the play and, hey, guys, let's just go you know, run this play or let's toss the ball around. Let's get a first down. Let's score a touchdown. And away we go. Almost polar opposites in, two, in terms of uh, how they approached the play calling. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You can email your thoughts on tonight's game, vote for your player of the game, or answer tonight's fifth quarter trivia challenge. Uh, the email address is rick at 900chml.com. On Twitter, at Rick Samprin, at am900chml. Tonight's fifth quarter trivia challenge question is, what year was Civic Stadium renamed Ivor Wynn Stadium? I know we're in Tim Hortons Field now. But the Ticats played the Blue Bombers in the last game at Iverwind Stadium. So what year was Civic Stadium renamed Iverwind Stadium? 1968, 69, 70, or 1971? Let's go to the phones, and Dave is on the line. Hey, Dave, how are you? I'm going to guess 1971 on that one. All right, that's a good guess. I'll, I'll, I'll relay the answer at the end of the show, so you'll oh, have to stay tuned. Oh, boy, I was at the game tonight. Fantastic. Uh, I agree with you, Mazzoli. To me, he, he was almost flawless tonight. From what I was seeing, you know, he wasn't perfect, but he was he was damn close as far as I was concerned. Erlington, yeah, great. Saunders pulled out some great catches there. Um, yeah, you know, it was it was great. Um, that was probably the best home game I've seen in a few years. 
I would agree with that. Back and forth, good action, big plays, highlight reels, and the home team won. What more do you want? Yeah, and they 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 got they stuck when they had to. They stopped them down there when they had to, and the Winnipeg's a good team. They weren't going to roll over. Um, so I gave them full credit. Uh, this team is for real. Uh, as far as putting Manziel in, uh, no, not not like you say. I mean, you know, were they 14 points away at one point? That's not the time, or even 31. They, and, and you know, I have, you know, this is the CFL we're talking about. Maybe if there was a four four or five minutes left, you might do something like that. But yeah, very happy tonight. Um, I think uh, this team's going to turn a lot of heads pretty soon. Looks like it, Dave. Appreciate the call. Enjoy the long weekend. I certainly will. You too, Rick. Thank you. Um, yeah, as I said, there's a time and a place. Jeremiah Masoli is rolling. So let's just play this out. You, you, you take out Masoli, you put in Manziel, it's 31-10 to 10 after three quarters. Winnipeg scores is now 31-17. I mean, if you're the coaching staff and on the sideline, and I'm not picking on Abe, I, I just think he brings up you know a solid suggestion. But I think if you're the coaching, you you get a little nervous. You got a rookie QB out there. Now it's only a 14 point lead. Do you put your starter back into the game? Eh, I'd, I'd I'd be a little weary of that. A little weary of that. Mike on Twitter writes: Rick, this team can put the ball in anyone's hands and make a play. So many weapons, outstanding in all phases. Player of the game is Tasker. He always makes that tough catch to extend a drive, and it should never go unnoticed and you know what it doesn't you know i'm i'm, I'm sitting at uh, tim morton's field tonight uh, in the first half watching the game and we're watching you know uh, banks although we had a, t- a difficult first half um banks catch footballs saunders making plays tolliver catching uh, er- uh thomas erlington and mercer timis out of the backfield Masoli playing well and there's luke tasker and he makes catch after catch after catch and gets first downs makes big plays uh is a solid team player I mean, what more do you want in a guy, in a teammate, in a Tiger Cat? He is the epitome of what all players should aspire to be. And uh, I don't think his talents or efforts, stat line, importance to the team ever goes unnoticed. He might fly under the radar at times because he might not you know, make that outstanding highlight reel catch, although he has made some of those in his career. But he's a guy who's just dependable. You want a first down, throw it Tasker's way, he'll get the job done. Brian on Twitter, at Rick Samprin, tweets, Great game by the Tabbies, really good on both sides of the ball. Hashtag Tiger Cats. And you know what? I would say all three facets. I mean, Liram Hiralahu tonight was four for four. I know he missed that one extra point. Um, But he connected from uh, 50 yards, 17 and uh, and 26, and, and here's a guy who was probably, not probably, he was the free agent prized possession for the Tiger Cats. And he's getting the job done. There is, there's no worries in terms of special teams. Lots more to come here on the fifth quarter. We will relay the stats pack on how the Tiger Cats and the uh, opposition Blue Bombers did in terms of their stat line tonight. We'll go through the scoring summary, take more of your calls, your emails, and your tweets. We're live on Facebook Live on CHML's Facebook page. So hello to all our uh, friends on Facebook. We are coming back with more of the fifth quarter, powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. Hey, the good guys won tonight. Tiger Cats 31, Blue Bombers 17. Hamilton is now 2-1 and one on the season in first place in the CFL's East Division. And 
maybe most importantly, or at least one of the factors, is that they're above 500 for the first time since 2016. Two years ago was the last time this team was over 500. Now, we know last year was basically a write-off after the 0-8 start, and yeah, they made a, uh, a concerted effort and a valiant effort to try to get into the playoffs, but they finished a 6-12 and and uh, missed by, well, not that much. Um, they, they improved mightily when June Jones took over. I think the, the attitude, I think there was a sigh of relief there, um, or at least a lot of the pressure was off. And that's kind of funny to say when you're 0-8 because there is pressure. There's eyeballs on you as a player. There's eyeballs on you as a coach, as an assistant, as a coordinator. Heck, the, bio, the ball boy has eyes on that uh, on yourself. But I think when Jim Jones took over, I think we saw it in the demeanor of a lot of the guys. And maybe they're, uh, the, the Ticats are just kind of taking a page or, or following Jeremiah Masoli, who's that cool-as-a-cucumber type of player. And they have responded with uh, some impressive victories. Tonight... He's no exception, 31-17 over a pretty good Winnipeg Blue Bombers football team. And great to start the home season on a winning note because this team, I think the stat was 5-13 and since the Ticats uh, won like 10 straight at home or, or, or whatever they, they started at, uh, at Tim Morton's Field. Nice to start the home season with a W. Fifth quarter powered by Eastgate Ford. You can uh, reach us uh, on the phone. Tell me your thoughts on tonight's game at 905-645-3221. Vote for your fifth quarter player of the game at star 9900 on your cell phone. We're going to name our fifth quarter fan of the night as well. You can email me your thoughts and vote for your player of the game on email, rick at 900chml.com. Some emails are floating in. We'll get to those in a second. On Twitter, at Rick Samprin at am900chml. You can also, if you missed a past fifth quarter, or you're catching us halfway through, you can subscribe to the 5th Quarter Podcast on iTunes and Google Play. Past episodes online at 900chml.com. Also, another big hello to all our friends and fans watching on CHML's Facebook page. Thanks again. Great comments again on the page. We'll get to some of those in a matter of seconds. Uh, tonight, my player of the game, Jeremiah Masoli. 369 yards for Masoli, 31 of 41. That's that's almost 76% completion percentage. That's pretty darn good. Sean Thomas Erlington on the ground, 11 carries for 92 yards. Mercer Timmis, 7 for 13, and a couple of TD runs. And Masoli had two carries for six yards. Through the air, when you talk about Hamilton's receiving core, Masoli's got a lot of weapons, and he's using them effectively. Brandon Banks, and let's not forget, he had a couple of key drops in the first half. 11 receptions tonight, that's a game high. 111 receiving yards, also a game high. So Brandon Banks, after a difficult first half, really came to play in the second half. Jalen Saunders is not suffering from a sophomore slump and is turning into, I think, one of the more lethal receivers, not only for the Ticats, but in the CFL. Seven catches tonight for Saunders for 97 yards. Terrence Tolliver... I, I got to give you the slow clap. You know, after the ACL injury last year in game number one, Tolliver took a year basically to rehab that knee and get back. And it was nice to see him get back into the action last week in Edmonton. Tonight, love seeing him get into the end zone. 
Scored his first touchdown in a long, long time. Six catches, 84 yards for Tolliver and that TD. And Luke Tasker, five receptions for 56 yards. I should also mention Mike Jones. Here's a guy who was criticized a bunch last year, was suspended for a couple of games, and uh, tonight only made two catches for 21 yards. But here's a guy who is not being affected by what has been said about him. A Canadian receiver who will get you a first down or, or a big catch and tonight, chipping in the way he he knows how and making those plays when they present themselves to him. Defensively tonight, I thought the Ticats, maybe up until the last Winnipeg drive at the end where the Bombers were you know, knocking on the door there. They didn't get in, but they were knocking on the door pretty hard. This Ticats defense... With the addition of Delvin Bro, the way Mike Daly's playing at safety, I mean, these guys, I think, have to be considered one of the better units in the CFL. The way they're playing right now, the way they're playing right now, I think you have to consider the Ticats defense as one of the better units in the CFL. When you have Simone Lawrence, Larry Dean, Delvin Bro. The way Daly's playing, Don Unamba's having a solid season. That front four getting to the quarterback, big Teddy Laurent. I know Adrian Tracy was hurt tonight, suffering a right shoulder injury. Hopefully that is not long-term. This Ticats defense, again tonight, has come to play, and they're they're playing very effectively. Uh, so Simone Lawrence, seven defensive tackles. He had a quarterback sack tonight. Larry Dean, second on the list amongst Ticats tacklers with five. Unamba and Jamal Roll with four, and Adrian Tracy had the other sack tonight. He also had three defensive tackles. This Ticats team on a roll now, two wins in a row, and it's nice to see them in sole possession of first place in the East Division. Yes, it's early, but it's nice to say that for once in a while, isn't it? Email from Lisa, uh, sending an email to rick at 900chml.com. Hi, Rick. It was great to see our second win in a row. Our boys were looking good. Jeremiah looks really solid this year, and it seems like he is flourishing under June Jones. Let's enjoy this momentum and keep moving forward. Happy Canada Day weekend to you and everyone in Cats Nation. Lisa from Niagara Falls, New York. Two good points there. Yes, Jeremiah Masoli is flourishing under June Jones, and I kind of reflected on that earlier. I, I think the June Jones system fits what Jeremiah Masoli brings to the table. It, it, it fits his skill set. And we're seeing that week after week after week. Now, they're not going to win every game, obviously. I mean, that's hard to do. But the way he's playing, it's going to be tough for the Ticats to lose. I mean, if you're putting up 31 points, if you're putting up 38 points, which they did in back-to-back weeks. It's going to be hard to beat any team that's doing that. So if the Ticats can continue to do that, they're going to have a winning record. Their offense continues to click, they're going to have a winning record. The way the defense is playing, that is for sure. Uh, Score update from out of town as well. BC 7, Edmonton nothing early in the first quarter. Make that uh, part of a 10-0, just kicking a uh, field goal for the Lions. Email from Allen. Hello, Rick. It's Allen from St. Catharines. At first, Winnipeg scored, and then Hamilton answers back, and then Winnipeg scores, and we match it. This team has stride, and I love what June Jones is doing 
this uh, to this team is great. We really needed this win at our home opener. What a start to the Canada Day weekend. Being 2-1 and one in three games against three tough opponents is great. Did we all think we would be here and playing this strong this fast? I wasn't so sure. Jeremiah Masoli is owning this team and makes you say, Kolaris who? He's grown into a great quarterback over the last year and continuing into this year. Cat fans, we have a good thing this year. This team is the real deal. Look at CFL. We mean business. Player of the game, hands down, Jeremiah Masoli. Masoli is on track for 5,000 passing yards at this rate. I actually think we have 1,000-yard receivers this year in Banks, Tolliver, Saunders, and Tasker. Can't forget Timmis and Sean Thomas Erlington in the backfield. Man, oh, man. Keep it up, Cats. That email from Allen in St. Catharines. Jeremiah Masoli is making us think Caleros who, isn't he? And a year ago, I wouldn't have said that. A year ago, I was sitting in this seat thinking, all right, Caleros in this O-line has to get it together. And then a few months later, it was, you know, let's give Caleros a chance under the June Jones system. I mean, this is, I'm, not, I'm not putting words in my mouth. This is what I was saying. I'm not sure I would say that right now. If Caleros was still on this Ticats team, I would say let's ride Masoli until this train derails. I think we're all saying Caleros who. And you know what? I want Zach Caleros to get healthy. I know he's not healthy right now, but I want him back on the field because I think the CFL is a better place with a healthy and productive Zach Caleros. Allen brings up another great point. I mean, this team, and I mentioned it earlier, has a wealth of talent at the receiving core. And I can see Banks and Tolliver and Saunders and Tasker all being 1,000-yard receivers. The way Masoli's playing, there's no doubt about it. They can be 1,000-yard receivers. Let's get to some comments on our Facebook page, and we have a ton of pl- uh, ton of players. I'm, I'm sure the players are checking us out on Facebook, too. A ton of people checking us out on Facebook, and it's great to see. Uh, Corey writes, I'm afraid Alex Green is the odd man out now. And yes, I think you're right, Corey. When you have two Canadians in Mercer Timmis and Sean Thomas Erlington who have proven that they can run and run effectively and score, you don't need an American there. I I like Alex Green. I think he's a talented guy, but I, I just don't think you need an import player at the running back position, the way Timmis and Thomas Erlington are playing. And Dave agrees on our Facebook page saying, this guy rocks. David on our Facebook page says, Masoli's demeanor reminds me a lot of Danny McManus. McManus would throw up a ton of INTs, but you could always count on him driving for a TD the next series. You know what? I never really thought of that because <laughs> comparing Jeremiah Masoli and Danny McManus in terms of what they bring to the table, I mean, two very, very different quarterbacks. Danny McManus would – there, there would be no way he would be running or even calling a run play. <laughs> he'd, he'd rather be back in the backfield chucking it, and he did a lot of that. And, yeah, he, he threw a lot of – interceptions as did Ron Lancaster in his day but those guys were winners they won championships and if Masoli can do that hey that's all we want Uh, Carl on our Facebook page says 1970 for the trivia answer on the stadium name change and if you missed the question 
Our fifth quarter trivia challenge question tonight is the Ticats beat the Blue Bombers in the final game at Iverwind Stadium in 2012. What year was Civic Stadium renamed Iverwind Stadium? 1968, 1969, 1970, or 1971? Carl's guess is 1970. Lots more to come here. We will recap the scoring summary. Special events coming up, the Cat's Claws Walk of Fame Dinner and the Wall of Honor game in uh, in honor of Joe Monfort is going up on the Ticats Wall of Honor. That and a whole lot more still to come here on the fifth quarter, powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. Welcome back. Rick Samprin here. This is uh, the fifth quarter powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. You can uh, interact with us in a variety of ways. Call us up at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You can email rick at 900chml.com. On Twitter, at Rick Samprin or at am900chml. We're also on Facebook Live. And hello to all our Facebook uh, friends out there and fans uh, who are tuning in. Uh, lots of comments coming in on the Facebook Live page, and that's great to see. We'll get to more of those comments in a second, including more on email and Twitter. Who's your player of the game tonight? The Ticats blasting the Blue Bombers 31-17 to at Tim Hortons Field. It's the first home win of the season, first home game of the season in the regular season, and it's the first time since 2016, if you can believe it, that this Ticats team is above 500. Not only that, Ticats are in first place in the East Division. Lots to celebrate tonight. Our fifth quarter player of the game vote leader right now is Jeremiah Masoli. This guy was lights out again. 369 passing yards, 31 of 41. Uh, one touchdown, one interception. Uh, we also have votes for Luke Tasker and Mercer Timmis as well. At the end of the night, in about 26 minutes' time, we will anoint our fifth quarter fan of the night. And we also have the fifth quarter trivia challenge. Ticats beat the Blue Bombers in the last game at Iverwind Stadium back in 2012. What year was Civic Stadium renamed Iverwind Stadium? 1968, 69, 70, or 1970? One Bruce on Twitter at Rick Samprin writes, "Yeah, we really showed you guys who was boss today, and it wasn't us." Bruce is a Winnipeg native who tunes into the fifth quarter all the time. Bruce, uh, big hello to you. Thanks for the support. Thanks for tuning in once again. And yes, we showed you, Jake on Twitter. Really got to show everyone his leadership skills in the field with the live mic. Got to give it to Masoli. Hashtag Player of the Game. He was so calm and cool, collected, uh, not panicky at all. We really got to see another side of Jeremiah Masoli. And I, I think we all knew that he was kind of you know, low-key. We've seen post-game interviews and pre-game interviews. Um, during the game, he's, he, he's the same guy. It's pretty remarkable. Back to the phones we go. Chris is on the line. Chris, how are you? Oh, good. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks. I want to say how happy I am being a Ticat fan, finally. It's been years and years and years since the team has looked this good this early. Um, I haven't remember being to an opening game since um, uh, Danny Mack was – actually, I think he beat Winnipeg, if I'm not mistaken, back in the first game that he played. Um, everything's looking good. And uh, so often I've listened to the fifth game quarter talking about where did we go wrong? How can we improve? What should we do with the players? Should we keep the coach? And finally, we're talking about, oh, my gosh, everything is running. We're looking good. And it's game three. I, I couldn't be happier. It's pretty refreshing, isn't it? No, it, 
it's a breath of fresh air. Um, I've been a long, long time Ticat fan, and I've been with him through thick and fit, thin, two and sixteen, one and seventeen. You know the drill. You you you've sat in that chair yourself and taken calls, and I'm sure that most nights were not your best nights. This is a time finally where things have turned around. We can be happy. We can look to the future. I'm not worried about them losing a game or choking it out. I actually get to say, this is a team, this is going to win. Instead of being worried of, how are they going to mess this game up? Or, my gosh, how can we even get back in this game? We are now leading. We now have control of the game. We have. When I'm watching, it's not like I'm worried that they're going to cough it up. I know that they've got the foot on the throat of the opponent. It looks good. And I really just want to call up and say, thank you. I'm happy. Wow. Hey, Chris, who's your player of the game tonight? Uh, of course, it's Masoli. My gosh. And by the way, right choice on Masoli again. I was sad to see Calvillo go, um, but he wasn't the same since the injury. Uh, Masoli has looked good since the end of last season. I'm glad that they kept him in instead of going with the American quarterback, not that I'm not, uh, Menzel. Not that I'm not happy that Menzel is here. I'm glad that they stuck with Masoli. Uh, I think Jones is really coaching them in the proper direction. Like, Again, there's so many times I wanted to call up and didn't because I was so upset at so many different things that have happened. It's so nice to talk about the positives. And just out of curiosity, what did you think about the refereeing near the end of the game? There are a few calls where I swear they did not throw the flag just to get the game over with. Or is that me just being a hometown fan? What would you think about that? Yeah, you know what? I thought the first quarter, I think there was some flags that could have been thrown that weren't. And I think towards the end, it was uh, it was basically the same. And I'm not sure, I don't think the referees had an intent to say, all right, let's end this game. Uh, I, I think they were just thinking that, you know, it's a marginal call. I won't throw the flag. And there's a lot of gray area with refereeing. I'll, I'll, I'll admit that. I appreciate that. But watching the CFL games, I, I, I see the referees too much. Like, there, there are too many no calls that should have been called, too many calls that should have been. Like, and I think that's kind of the CFL in general. And honestly, being, being a Hamilton fan, of course, I always think the calls, they're against us. That I guess I could naturally see that. But if you take a step back, I wonder if it's just that, is everyone thinking the same thing, or truly is our caliber of CFL referees up to snuff? Well, I think it's a bit of both. I think, and I don't have the hard stats in front of me, but there are there are more penalties called in a CFL game as opposed to an NFL game. You know, for the, for the most part, when when you tabulate all the penalties that are called throughout the season, the CFL refs call a lot more. Now, there's probably a lot more plays to call, or probably a lot more infractions to call in a CFL game because there's a lot more. Uh, of a rapid play, you know, 20-second clock as opposed to a 40-second clock, you're going to get that many more plays. Um, I think they're doing an okay job. Yes, there's room for improvement. Uh, I like it when we don't notice the referees because the game moves along that much faster. Uh, But when there is a penalty to be called, I want them to call that that penalty. Exactly. Consistency is always a key. Like, if you call three and a half quarters the same plays, either good or bad, consistently call the play don't change it up at the end of the first fourth quarter again and again i think that's a better brand uh, uh, banks being touched at the back of the one playoff great cup that no 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 you know i'm still a little sore about that one but hey who isn't aren't we all hey chris i gotta go thanks for the call thank you very much have a good night bye-bye you too enjoy the long weekend uh great comments from chris and to me the referees you know i i think they're doing their best i don't i don't ever think and I might get a little rasp for this. I don't ever think the officials 
look at the Ticats and say, how do we think, you know, how can we make them lose tonight? You don't become an official to go against an opposing team. And yeah, you might not like a particular place to officiate in because, you know, you get hollered at by the fans. I'm not necessarily certain that that kind of, you know, um, affects their their penalty calling, if I can put it that way. Let's get off the officials. Let's talk about this Ticats team who is now 2-1 after an impressive 31-17 victory over the Blue Bombers tonight. Bev on Twitter, at Rick Samprin writes, Player of the game, 27. Good game for the fans. And uh, a few emojis, a hammer, a Canadian flag, a football, and the the, the wide eyes. Uh, number 27, Mercer Timmis, another solid game tonight. Statistically not as impressive as the last game. What do you have, 144 rushing yards? That's tonight just seven carries for 13 yards. But again, a guy who continues to contribute positively to this uh, Ticats team. Matthew on Twitter writes, 1969 is when the stadium was last called Civic Stadium. That's our fifth quarter trivia challenge question. When was the year that Civic Stadium was renamed Ivor Wynn Stadium? 1968, 69, 70, or 71. Matthew on Twitter, my player of the game is Holy Moly Jeremiah Masoli. He has played Holy Moly-like. He makes you say Holy Moly with the plays that he's making uh, throughout this season. He's been... um, He's been really good. He's been all-star-like. If you were to name the CFL All-Stars right now, and I know we're just three games in, but he would easily be the East Division All-Star quarterback. I know Trevor Harris has played well, but I would give it to Jeremiah Masoli hands down. Hands down. Uh, Also on Twitter, Matthew writes, My thoughts for tonight's game are that Masoli and the whole team played great tonight, but I do think that they should have run the ball a little more times throughout the game. And I think that was the game plan going in, is to keep... I mean, we saw the time of possession. I'm not sure if they've even released that yet. I'll do a refresh on my stats page. But the Ticats really dominated the time of possession in this football game, and it went towards how they ran the ball... And not only that, but how the defense played. There were a lot of two and outs. I think there was a stretch for the Bombers in the second half in which they did not have a first down for six straight possessions. Six straight two and outs. So that combined with a greater emphasis of running the ball, it's been almost a 180 under June Jones compared to the Kent Austin era. They're running the ball and running it effectively. Michael on Twitter. Cats won the game tonight because of the penalties they didn't take. And that's a good point, too. Playing disciplined football is key. There's no doubt about it. Uh, email from Ed. Hi, Rick. I'm one very happy puppy. Ticats won. Why is this team so good? Coach June Jones. This man is a plan for this team, and if everyone works hard and the Ticats are the Eastern champs. Very good game. Masoli is the player of the game, but he couldn't have done it without his many good receivers and his defense protecting him. I think he meant to say offensive line, but I, I catch your drift. This is a solid team. Having said that, we have many small players. If this team is going the distance, they have to be disciplined and follow Jones's lead. Down the stretch, when injuries take out these smaller players, replacements have to step up, so this has to be a complete team. I like Manziel, but do you believe he has the patience to sit back and learn in Hamilton? If he is smart... He could learn a lot from Jones and develop into a complete player. Also, I like Masoli, but he may have some very bad games, and we need a good backup QB. If the Argos ask Manziel, may go to T.O., 
So I really like quarterback Streveler and his attitude. Uh, he may have a good future in Manitoba if he gets protection. Uh, this is a very good home win and a good omen for the rest of the season. I enjoyed it a lot. All the best, Ed G. Go Ticats, go. That email from Ed. I know there was some rumors. Maybe we'll get to this after the break. The rumors of Johnny Manziel being, I'm not even sure if you call them rumors, some people suggesting that the Ticats should or will trade Johnny Manziel to the Toronto Argonauts because Ricky Ray's status and, and really future is up in the air after his neck injury. Why would the Ticats deal Johnny Manziel now to their arch rivals down the QEW? We'll get to that after the break. We'll also pass along the details of the Cat's Claws Walk of Fame dinner and the Wall of Honor dinner, or the Wall of Honor game uh, in honor of Joe Monford. That and uh, some more stats and uh, the game recap as well still to come here on the fifth quarter on 900 CHML. 31-17 Ticats over the Blue Bombers tonight. Hamilton is 2-1, first in the East Division. First time over 500 since 2016. All check marks on the board. And uh, they are off to Saskatchewan this coming Thursday. It's a short week for the Ticats. It's a 9 p.m. Eastern time start. We'll be on the air at around midnight. Uh, so tune into the fifth quarter. We'll also be once again live on our Facebook Live page on CS, uh, CHML's Facebook page. And um, hopefully talking about another win. I mean, when we were looking through the schedule to start this season, you know, at Calgary, at Edmonton, home to Winnipeg, at Saskatchewan, home to Saskatchewan after the bye week, and then taking on the Red Blacks at Tim Hortons Field, we were all scratching our heads thinking, oh, man, are we going to be, you know, 1-5, and 0-6, oh 2-4? What would we be happy with? Well, we're 2-1, and one, and I think Ticats fans are ecstatic not only at the 2-1 and one record, but I think happy that this team is starting to perform to what we want them to be. They, they're not only meeting our expectations, I, th- I think they're exceeding them in more ways than one. This coming August 23rd is the Wall of Honor game in honor of Joe Monfort. He's going to be inducted into the Hamilton Tiger Cats Wall of Honor. You can get not only a ticket to the game, but a couple of special events, including uh, an opportunity for a meet and greet with Big Joe. Fevo.me forward slash W-O-H. That's F-E-V-O dot M-E forward slash W-O-H for tickets. That should be an exciting event. And congratulations to Joe Monford. You talk about the epitome of a tiger cat. That guy is it. No doubt about it. Also, coming up on July the 12th, it's the 25th annual, hard to believe, 25th annual Cat's Claws Walk of Fame dinner. You can email crose2 at kojiko.ca. I think that's her email. Sorry, Carol. crose2 at kojiko.ca to get tickets. Dave Hack is going to be inducted into the Cat's Claws Walk of Fame. Uh, Awesome offensive lineman for the Tiger Cats. Uh, It's a 7 o'clock dinner on... uh, July the 12th. I'll be emceeing that event. Should be a lot of fun. 905-645-3221. Star 9900 on your cell. Another caller coming in, and that is Vince. Hey, Vince, how are you? 
Uh, good. How are you? Not too bad. That was a fantastic ball game, wasn't it? Holy mackerel! Yeah, you know they're they're so good. I mean, this year it, it's fantastic. I mean, what I what I like about the team this year it's unbelievable. It's it's not just Mazzoli uh, playing as quarterback. It's the whole balance of the team. I would agree. I mean, there there isn't really through three games. Yeah, they've had some ups and downs, especially in Calgary too. But there isn't really a weak link. We're not pointing to one kind of position group to say, man, we need some improvement right there. Yeah, and it's uh, it, it's the special teams, the defense, and the offense, and the fact that uh, you know we have ball control on offense. I, I haven't seen that in years. Uh, eating up the clock like that is it's fantastic. It's uh, it's so good to see. Having a run game is fantastic, isn't it? it it's great. I mean, fant- You know, I mean, to, to be able to uh, to have two Canadian uh, running backs. And then, uh, you know, I know there's an, uh, an American uh, running back and that's injured right now, but, man, the depth of the, the Cats this year, is it, it, they might be a really scary team. No doubt about it. And, and who, who would you uh, vote for your player of the game tonight, Vince? Uh, Mazzoli, of course. I mean, geez, how, how, how can you, uh, you know, the way he, uh, he steps out of the pocket and, and just makes plays is incredible. And uh, as much as uh, a lot of Ticat fans would like to see Mazzoli get in, uh, sorry. Uh, uh, Johnny Manziel? Yeah, Johnny Manziel get in for a few plays. But uh, how, can you, uh, how, how can you deny the fact that right now he's the hottest quarterback in the league? I, w- I would agree with that. Eight straight, 300-yard passing games, uh, throwing touchdowns. Yeah, he'll make the odd mistake, but he's playing lights out this year. Yeah, and I, I do have one question. I mean, I, I just find it interesting, and I, I just wonder how this happens. I know it's great for the Cats at this point, but uh, for a team that uh, got off to an 0 and 8 start, uh, I wonder who the uh, schedulers, are, the, the the people that schedule the uh, the the season every year, how it's possible that we got such a rough start to the schedule because usually uh, in in different uh, sports leagues, uh, you know, you get a really rough start, and they usually try to uh, you know, balance the schedule for you at the beginning, but uh, just seems like we we're just off like facing Calgary and then uh, Winnipeg and Edmonton. Um, you, you think there would be some balance with that schedule, but however, I mean, I'm sure it's going to you know balance out as we uh, meet the Eastern teams. Well, obviously, yeah. I mean, the Tie Cats and every other team will play every other team a certain amount of times, uh, but it just so happens that. Uh, this year, and even last year, I mean, the the Cats played a bunch of Western teams uh, right off the hop. I know we opened against Toronto in Toronto last year, but there were a bunch of Western opponents after that. And last year, the West really dominated the East, so it was even that much tougher, I guess. And to start against the West, I think we were all thinking, man, this is going to be a tough start to the season. But lo and behold, they're 2-1 and one and playing really well. Yeah, and, and one last thought before I go. Uh, the fact that uh, Mazzoli's distribution of the ball uh, has been incredible. Uh, he's throwing it all over the place to uh, all kinds of receivers, and, and it's fantastic. So uh, congrats to the Cats. Vince, appreciate the call. Enjoy Thank the long you. weekend. Thank you. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. If you want to call in to get uh, your voice heard on the fifth quarter and vote for the fifth quarter player of the game, and uh, you could be named the fifth quarter fan of the night. Matthew on Twitter says, I know they want to use Thomas Erlington as a slot back, but do you think they run with him and Timmis at running back or add White to the lineup 
and use Whitlock on the D-line until Green gets back. I I think they go with the hot hand. I think June Jones has proven that when guys perform, a.k.a. Jeremiah Masoli, he's going to stick with you. And so I think if you can run Timmis and Thomas Erlington, two Canadians who really change the ratio, I, I think you run with those horses. You keep with those guys, and I think they have um, produced. Not just statistically. Timmis had a phenomenal game last year, and Thomas Erlington had a more than solid game tonight with 92 rushing yards. But if those guys can move the chains and get this offense going and and keeping the momentum going, I think they're going to continue to line up as uh, the two starting running backs. Whether there's a 1A, 1B scenario or or whatever the case is, I think that ratio change uh, is, is important for this ball club. And I think it's a huge plus if you can start an American somewhere else. Email from Deb. Uh, game was great, but there were a group of morons behind us calling for Johnny from the moment Masoli threw that interception in the first few minutes of the game. Apparently, they didn't care that the intended receiver went down before the ball arrived. Guess Johnny could have prevented that. I admit I was skeptical that Masoli was ready to be the number one pivot, but I stand corrected. He has earned the spot. So get off the Johnny bandwagon and support Masoli like he deserves. That email from Deb. I'm on the Masoli bandwagon now, and I'll have to be pushed off because he has shown me um, time and time again through the 10 games last year, especially towards the end of the regular season, and through three games this year, he's proven that he not only belongs, but I think he's the leader of this offense. I have no doubt in my mind he is the leader of this offense. A couple of comments on our Facebook Live page. Uh, There was a good one. I just want to scroll up to it. That uh, I'm trying to remember who said it. Uh, Well, Dave writes in, Bro uh, had a great game, a great knockdown that stalled a bomber drive. Corey writes, Refs have the hardest job. Just looping back to our chat about referees. Jack writes, Masoli under Jude Jones equals Gray Cup. Mark, Jeremiah, it's about time he got the credit that he deserved, player of the game. And uh, Mark, by the way, from Newburgh, New York, the team looked great. It was named for Ivor Wynn because he was the chairman of the Parks Board and had just died, but it looks like uh, the Cats are for real. I think he's chiming in on our fifth quarter trivia challenge question. And uh, Ed, here's the comment. Ed writes, great to hear, great to hear you and now see you. However, how could you wear a blue T-shirt tonight? Well, it's a golf shirt. And yes, it's Argo's blue, or at least close to it. So my apologies. I just picked it. It was in the rotation. All right, we got to go here as we draw to a close on uh, the fifth quarter. Our player of the game tonight, voted by you, the fans, Jeremiah Masoli. Wonderful outing for Masoli once again. Our fifth quarter fan of the night tonight is Dave, who kicked off the show with the first call. And the answer to the fifth quarter trivia challenge, what year was Civic Stadium renamed Ivor Wynn Stadium? The answer is 1971. Enjoy the long weekend. We'll be back after the Ticats take on the Rough Riders on Thursday, July 5th. Uh, Thanks to producer Will. My name's Rick Samprin. Thanks for tuning into the fifth quarter on 900 CHML.